Welcome to the Bustin' Beaks and Chasin' Tales podcast. Join us for turkey and deer hunting tips, information, and stories. And now your host, Todd Hogan. Hey everybody, welcome to Bustin' Beaks and Chasin' Tales. I'm your host, Todd Hogan. With me as always is my partner in crime, Brian Johnson. BJ, what's going on, brother? Oh, just loving life, buddy. Turkey yeah. season's over and uh, just basking in the glory. Yeah, I guess uh, won't be long. We'll be moving forward and looking for deer season, but uh, <laughs> we're kind of <laughs> kind of trying to put a bow on this uh, turkey season. Um, you, for probably who knows how many years, probably 20 years in a row now, you uh, got both your birds here in Missouri. So uh, can you kind of give me a rundown on how all that went with the second bird? Oh, yeah. Yeah. First off, I want to congratulate everybody. Uh, most everybody had uh, a phenomenal season. And uh, I was I was tickled to death to hear from everybody and uh, see all the birds that was killed. And uh, for me, uh, we had a real exciting uh, first opening day, uh, guided a couple hunts, got uh, Dawn Seltzer, a really nice bird. And then uh, I was kind of at a standstill because of the weather and everything i didn't didn't really get to do much guiding or anything and then uh second week rolled around so uh i guess it was that monday um i had a real exciting hunt on that monday um i went out to my favorite farm uh, got set up and right off the bat uh two birds come in you know behind me and they come in quiet because here in missouri they kind of get a little call shy, so, you know, it's more or less find out where the birds are at, put up some decoys and some soft purrs, just get them coaxed in. But, uh, so I did everything, got all set up, and two birds came in from behind me, um, and there wasn't anything I could do. One of them came so close and seen me and took off, and I was kind of bummed out. But I thought, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a good area, so I'll, I'll stick it out. <laughs> And uh, just so happened, I turned around and I looked, and at the opposite end of the field, I seen a uh, a really big tom. He was strutting around a hen, and and uh, so I thought, okay, here's my chance. You know, I'll, I'll get him interested. So uh, about that time, I hear something in the uh, field behind me, and I look, and God love his soul, the uh, farmer that lets me hunt on his property, he'd bought a new bicycle. It was a all-terrain bicycle and here he come riding a bicycle through the field <laughs> and uh <laughs> god love mac <laughs> i know he come riding a bicycle through the field and i and instantly i got up and i run out in the field by him and you know i informed him i said hey down on the other field i got a bird that's in strut and i'm gonna try and get him and you know he was he was just oh man i'm so sorry i didn't know you were hunting still so he went off and i'm I came back to my decoy and I looked down the field and, and the gobbler's still at the other end. I thought, well, I better put a move on him. So I got in a creek and I run about, I don't know, uh, maybe 300 yards down a creek, snuck up, belly crawled up to him where, where he was. Well, by the time I'd gotten where this bird was strutting, I mean, I popped up over a little knoll and there's nothing. So I gave a couple putts and purrs and, and nothing answered, so I kind of crept on out there, and there's no birds around. And uh, 
And I'll be dang, I looked back up at the opposite end of the field, and that bird had already made it to my decoys and was strutting at my decoys. <laughs> <laughs> so, mind you, I'm in my late 40s, and I'm kind of exhausted by this, this go-around, but I went ahead and got back down in the creek, run all the way back up there, uh, put a belly crawl, got, uh, it was probably 55, 60 yards, and uh, crawled up to a stump, and he, he was strutting there, and there, I didn't have anywhere else to go, so it, I thought, you know, I, I got confidence in my gun, so uh, gave a cluck, and he stuck his head up, and uh, I shot. He rolled over. Well, I got to my knees, and, and folks, by this, by this time, I'm pretty much exhausted. I'm exhausted. And uh, he rolled over. I jump up, started out there. The bird gets up and takes off. And uh, it's a, which Todd's seen this field. It's a, it's a giant field. Oh, it's huge. Baker wide open field. And the bird's running down the middle of the field. So <laughs> I start chasing. <laughs> I start the chase. And uh, I get to about 20 feet from him. I stop. I take another shot, rolling. And he gets back up, and he's still running. <laughs> and I'm thinking this is a road runner and coyote stuff here. <laughs> if it's anybody else, I'm like, well, shoot, that's a lot of work. But because it's you, I'm loving every minute of this. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> so, yeah, I run up, and the bird falls over, and uh, I'm at pure exhaustion. And I'm about 15 feet away, and – I don't want to run no more. I, I'm, I'm done with running. So I pull the gun up and he jumps up to take off again. I shoot and I miss. At, and I don't know how it happened. I, I was just winging it, but I shoot and miss. So here the chase is back on. And by, and by, time, by now you're out of shells, right? Yeah, I didn't have any shells with me. I, that was three shells. I was done. So. Uh, the chase continued and luckily the bird he was wounded enough and i got up close enough i smacked him upside the head with the barrel of the gun rolled him and i jumped on top of him and uh, i'm not a little guy but i jumped on top of him and i broke every feather in his tail fan and <laughs> i grabbed his head and i wrung his neck and i laid there in the field for 15 minutes <laughs> and the only thing i could think of was I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> I, came, I came back to the house and uh, and uh, Becky took a look at me and and I go, look at this. And I was just wringing wet with sweat. <laughs> well, That's the best. The whole story. And, and meanwhile, she's in tears laughing. <laughs> you and I were talking um about this was years ago when we were young and stupid and doing things we weren't supposed to, but we were on one of my family's farms and we had gotten slightly off of it. And I think we probably knew that, but we knew we weren't too far from the edge. And like I said, we were young and stupid, shouldn't have been doing it, but right. guys started chasing us on the tractor. And it was about, if you'll remember, it was about 15 degrees and we ran with climbers <laughs> on our backs, probably what <laughs> half mile. Oh yeah. <laughs> And then you and I collapsed, and I don't know if you've ever run when it's cold like that. It's tough to get your breath anyway. And we were young, 
And I remember thinking, well, I'm going to die right here in the woods because I'm going to have a heart attack at 21 years old. <laughs> I remember my lungs burning that day. And I, I looked over and I told you, I said, this is how people die. <laughs> That's exactly right. I felt like I was spitting up blood for three or four days every time I'd cough. <laughs> yeah. But if you recall, Todd, we, we actually came away from that hunt and we were on the right side of the property with a, uh, a turkey. Remember that? Yeah, you're right. And you know what? Now that we know the property, well, later on we learned where the property lines were. And I don't even, I'm not even sure that we were off of it, but, but. No, I think the guy with the tractor was kind of, uh, he was fudging the border. Yeah. He'd come blazing up through there on like an old eight in and just, I mean, well, he was making, (laughs) oh, he was making up ground too. After about a hundred yards with those climbers on our backs, we were, we were beginning to slide. (laughs) Knowing what I know now, I just stood my ground. <laughs> we, we were armed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the dumb things we do. Oh, I know. That's well, uh, that's a good year for you. Your fiance killed one. You guided one. You killed two yourself. Yeah. Uh, knowing you, you probably had enough close enough. You probably could have killed a dozen. I I just know how you are when it comes to turkey. Oh yeah, I took I took Becky out uh, a couple more times and. Uh, I don't know if I told you about the time we had five toms come in and we, we weren't quite situated for it, you know, and, and Becky held that gun up so long, her arm oh, was yeah. getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably That's my good. favorite. That was my, you know, we didn't kill a turkey that day, but I, that was one of my favorite hunts of the year right there. <laughs> Just because the birds, they, they probably gobbled a thousand times in front of us, put on a show, all five birds strutting everything and uh and just you know how becky is just being with her it's always a blast <laughs> well she was excited i'm sure i think when you finally got one close enough she couldn't hold the gun up anymore could she oh no she was giggling and she was just <laughs> <laughs> you really you really couldn't uh couldn't hold it up enough to take a shot and which i can't blame her i mean she held the gun up for like 15 minutes <laughs> <laughs> you know what Stuff like that always happens to you. Usually I'm with you, but just so happens Becky was with you this time. Yeah. The one that, <laughs> the one that I always tell, Todd, that uh, uh, you and I experienced, and, and most people would never fathom it, but you and I witnessed it, was uh, one day down fishing in a lake uh, back when I had my boat. And uh, I caught a uh, three-pound bass, and as I was reeling it in, uh, that six-pounder came up and grabbed a hold of that three-pound bass. Remember that? I saw it, and if I hadn't seen it, I wouldn't have believed it. <laughs> I know. Uh, as we many, both just stood there with our mouths wide open. I just couldn't even believe it. I know. <laughs> as many as many uh, fishing tournaments and all the stuff we've been on, I've, I've never seen something like that again. But, you know, you were with me on that one, and that, and that was hilarious. Stuff like that has happened to us over the years, stuff that you, you couldn't make up. And uh, yeah. everybody's like that, I'm sure. But there's a couple of them I can think of off the top of my head. How about – it's been about six years ago. It was raining one day. We were at our buddy Ralph's in Illinois, and we were in that old cabin. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you spotted that good buck in the field, and I said, here, I'm going to step outside the cabin and rattle. And I did, and he goes, he didn't pay any attention to it. And I leaned outside, and I snort-wheezed at him, and he goes, oh, that got his attention. Here he comes. Well, he disappeared, and how long, yeah. probably 20 minutes went by? 
Yeah, it was about 20 minutes, and we were looking out the side of the cabin and had <laughs> no idea. <laughs> the then, damn thing yeah. was staring at us through the door. He was like yeah, eight feet away. God goes, oh, shit, he's right here. <laughs> and it's a cabin. It's a. It's like a, I don't know, uh, been abandoned 60-something years ago, and it's just yeah. it's dilapidated, fallen in, and it was uh, on a rainy day. It was a good blind, you know? Yeah. Well, it was an old log cabin in the, and the, in between the logs, the, the patchwork was gone so we could see through it, but he was literally, and and you saw it, he was, he wasn't more than 10 foot and he was staring in the cabin looking at us when we both turned around. Yeah, that was a nice, he was a nice eight pointer. He was a three-year-old eight pointer. (laughs) I guess he thought the fight moved inside the cabin. He's like, well, let's see what's happening here. (laughs) Or the even better one, Todd, the, the day it was pouring down rain, and uh, we got into the, the old uh, shed over there, and uh, I still had a doe tag left, and I had a doe coming across the field, and uh, Todd tells me, he says, go to the door, and he said, I'm going to look at it through the pickets, and <laughs> Todd's doing the countdown of the doe passing by this, this old, uh, you know, they use it as a uh, machinery shed now. But uh, Todd's giving me the countdown. It's coming 30 yards, 20 yards. And then Todd tells me, draw your bow and step out the door. (laughs) I drew my bow, stepped out the door. And about that time, a doe walks, you know, what was he? What was she, Todd? 25 yards? Oh, I don't think she was that far, was she? I was Uh, thinking she was within, I thought she was about 10. The only thing I, I just couldn't believe i was like this is really gonna happen i could see her through the you know the 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 wood had you know that how do you think that barn is 100 years if it's a day don't you think oh yeah and there's gaps in between the boards and where i was sitting i could see her walking and i was filming originally and this didn't (laughs) didn't work out right so i just sat down on these on this machinery that they had sitting there and i was like She's at 15 foot. And then I said, step outside the door. And you were like, what? I was like, step outside the door. <laughs> and sure enough, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I released the arrow, uh, put it in her boiler room, and she ran 30 yards and laid down in the middle of the field and died. And, and me and Todd are jumping up and down, high-fiving, <laughs> celebrating, like, did that really just happen? <laughs> I remember you stuck your head back in. And I was like, I've seen some shit in my life, but that was awesome. <laughs> last, last one I'm going to tell. Thought we would have had, who would have thought we'd have had such a good time with just a, a two-year-old doe? Oh, you know, it was insane. That's something. The, the last one I'll tell, and then we'll kind of wrap this up, because we've got some guys that uh, we're, we've got telling stories about their turkey. We had a, the guy, the guys that help out with the podcast, they had a phenomenal year. And so we're going to tie that into the back of the podcast here, but I want to get Brian on here uh, so we could get his story. But how about we're probably, Oh, I don't know, 24 years old, maybe. And we yeah. go up in Northern Missouri and we don't know anything about this farm. Not much anyway. And we go out to, uh, we go down this little hole. Palmyra? Yeah. Palmyra. And so anyway, I'm climbing up this tree and we're not very far apart, maybe 50 yards, if that. <laughs> and uh, so I get about halfway up this tree and lights just beginning to break and I can see something coming through the woods. I'm closer to it than Brian is. And I'm still trying to get my climber up the tree and he's already up and situated. 
And so I just freeze and I keep pointing. And it's a, it was a little four pointer, right? Yeah. Wasn't, uh, wasn't very big. Yeah. But I mean, back then we weren't killing anything. I mean, we didn't see, we didn't see near the deer we see now, or, or, you know, there just weren't as many around, especially right. where we were hunting back then. And so I just freeze and you're going to, you're going to wax this thing. And I just know it. And you're trying to get it just a little bit closer <laughs> and you keep grunting at it and grunting at it. And it's by this point, it's 15 yards for me, but yeah, my, my bow's on the you're, ground. And your bow, your bow is 15, 15 yards from the deer on yeah. the rope still sitting on the ground and, and I'm just chuckling and I'm like, this is, this is hilarious. <laughs> so, but this, this is where it gets good. Yeah. <laughs> but at that time we hear commotion behind us or what, what, what behind me, what, cause I saw my back to the tree. In front of me. Yeah. yeah. And I turn around and I look at over my shoulder and this probably, uh, I've replayed it in my mind a thousand times. He's probably 150 inches. Don't you think? Oh, he was every bit of Every bit of 150, uh, you know, that's uh, that's one buck that haunts me till the day I die. But oh, uh, yeah, with about a with, a with about a 10 inch drop time coming off the left, uh, the right side, right? Right side. Right yeah. Side. Yep. And so he walks down the creek and he's looking for all this commotion and ruckus that's going on. And the little buck kind of trots off. Meanwhile, he's this deer is not more than 20 yards from me right now he's about 30 from you right yeah i think i think when i squeezed off shot i think he was right at uh 32 yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll go ahead and finish it up <laughs> <laughs> well the buck comes down drops down the creek and pops back up on the bank on my side and uh i'm just uh you know, I, I had buck fever. I'm sitting there shaking. I mean, this thing was an incredible buck. Todd's Todd's just sitting up there looking at me like, hey, you idiot. What are you going to do now? <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to spit on the thing, and Brian's got a bow in his hand. I'm like, shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they, you remember he came up, and he came up, and by the time he came up, he was in the clearing, and then he went behind all that brush. Yeah. And I had I don't know, a six inch opening right there to take a shot through. And, uh, I remember cracking one off as soon as he hit that opening. And, uh, I hit that, I hit that limb and it took some hair right off his back. Yeah. And he run up by Todd and just stood there and I thought, Oh my goodness. <laughs> my heart sank. It was, it was horrible. And that deer, remember that Todd, he walked off about, 70 yards and stood there for like an hour yeah just standing there looking at us for like an hour couldn't figure out what happened my uh my back was cramping because i'm on my knees on my climber and uh <laughs> i'm still trying to figure out how to get my bow up and i tried a couple times it was making racket and you're looking at me like if you jack this up yeah <laughs> so there i said but that was a that was a wild one <laughs> but you know looking back now we we filmed for the tv show the break now but back then we wasn't filming for anybody other than our own enjoyment. And, yeah. Uh, we, we were lugging those big cameras around trying to film each other on hunts and, and everything. And, uh, I think that's what made it so exciting, you know, and like, like the hunt of me shooting that, uh, big buck in the horn. Yeah. 
That's another good one. <laughs> While we're doing it, let's just tell that one. It's supposed to be a turkey episode, but that's a great one. <laughs> yeah. So needless to say, a big buck came in um, 20 yards. And and I don't know if you guys ever hunted uh, like a deep ravine, but it, it gets a little bit darker in there. And it was still shooting light, but I couldn't see through my peep. And I had a, a real tiny peep on my bow. And I, I had the bow drew back and Todd's going to shoot. And mind you, the deer's, what was he, 18 yards? Something like that. He was about eight yards for me. He was about maybe another, uh, he was inside 20 for you for sure. Yeah. And I'm, he, I'm trying to film it the whole time too, but I keep getting a flashing light that it's too dark. And Right. And I, I mean, but tell the story and be unethical, but um, I'd, I'd practice it before of shooting, you know, to the side of my peep sight. And, and I, I, I was full confident in that, you know, I was going to do it. And uh, <laughs> needless to say, I, really, I hit that deer square at the base of the antler. <laughs> and he was, he was broadside. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> and that, that arrow hit the antler and went in a million pieces. <laughs> and all, and all Todd could say is, well, you gave him a headache. Oh, my. Well, it, it blew him off his feet, did it not? Like he'd been no, shot with like a, I mean, and it, the sound, it sounded it sound like it hit a, well, it sounded like it hit a rock. I mean, it just pow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was another nice eight-pointer, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Another <laughs> one where if, another one where if I'd had my bow, I could have killed him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. You don't have your bow. They come right to you. You get all that, the that. That day, I was just doing nothing but filming, and yeah. uh, he walked right down this path about four or five different times. I could have shot him at about twenty yards. Yeah, and he was coming to that ravine, and um, well, I remember the by the time you time, could see him, it was getting real dark. Yeah, the one point in time he was actually standing um, between you were between me and the deer, and I had a perfect broadside shot at him. But I would have had to have uh, released an arrow about one foot from you. I appreciate you not doing that. <laughs> I kept thinking, if I do that, Todd's going to shit his pants. I can't do that. <laughs> that, was a, that was a wild day. <laughs> oh, yeah. But all kidding, anyway. it's, it's been fun. And uh, like I said, congratulations to everybody this year. They did uh, an exceptional job. And there was a lot of uh, uh, newbies to the woods of turkey hunting that you and I got to witness killing their first birds this year. And, and you know, it was, a, it was a complete success. It seemed like every day we were celebrating with somebody. Yeah, you're right. I know uh, they just released the numbers. I think in the state of Missouri, the turkey harvest had been down for like the last four or five years. Uh, but this year it was up. I think they killed about 41,000 birds. That was up from about thirty-five thousand last year, and some wow. of that may have had to do. Some of that may have to do with the COVID and people being stuck at home and not working. But it, whatever yeah. happened, it yeah, you know, it it, uh, nice. it, it worked, worked out. out great for us. So I mean, being uh, you know centralized in Missouri, it was all around us. You know, it was well, everybody cap- I talked to had success. The crappy part for you was you weren't able to go to Kansas this year like you planned because of it, but right. Uh, we, but get, we get we get we got next year, and we'll uh, we'll definitely plan a, another uh, trip and get some Rios. Me and like I said last year, me and Zach Canis 
went to uh, Kansas out and we had an absolute blast and I was really looking forward to it this year, but you know, with the COVID thing, it didn't work out too well, but, uh, next year we're going to hit it, uh, hard in Kansas and, uh, uh, maybe even Nebraska, you know, you never know. Yeah. We'll, we'll work something out. We, uh, we've, uh, got all summer. We've got some big things planned. Um, I've got, and I've been promising these big guests for a couple months now, but, um, I've got some guys lined up, I think, and I'm not going to give any names just yet, but, but stick with us because, uh, you know, Brian and I are just a couple of yokel locals, but we've got some guys that some guys have heard about, not that they're any better hunters than anybody else, but they've got some notoriety. And so, um, you know, their stories will be fun. They get to travel a little more than we do and it'll be fun to listen to. Oh yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. So at any rate, uh, we'll, cut this off i think brian's gonna drink himself a cocktail or two and i'm probably gonna get ready for bed but uh stick with us for the rest of the podcast because i've got uh zach heinous uh clayton Renth, ronnie belfield and um nathan overberg are gonna tell us about their seasons so well, brian's heard them good times oh yeah real good time um real quick if anybody's uh you know leave us a, leave us a, a getting stumbling over my words leave us a review on itunes or come to the facebook page tell us what you want to hear um tell your friends about us our podcast is growing slowly but uh it is growing and we appreciate it oh yeah yeah all right with that beach i'll let you go um enjoy your cocktail buddy all right thanks buddy uh like i said laid off because of covid so i'm gonna enjoy one Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you. All right. Hey, with me tonight are Zach Haynes, Clayton Renth, and Nathan Overberg. And uh, these guys have been uh, hunting around the country for the last couple, three weeks. They've, uh, we've got birds killed in at least three states, maybe four. Um, but anyway, I, was, I got these guys on tonight just so they can kind of get, we're kind of doing a recap of uh, turkey season. And, um, We'll just kick it off. I guess we'll go to Clayton first. Uh, Clayton's in Illinois, and uh, you were the first one of all of us, I think, to kill a bird. Can you kind of give me a rundown on how that went? Um, well, I have – let's see. I had third season tags in Illinois in the southern zone. So uh, that was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I believe. Um, so I didn't go out Friday morning because it was raining. I went out Saturday morning. Uh, we'll just we'll just say I went scouting that morning. Um, but I went out, got all set up, and got out there late. I think I woke up about an hour and a half late, so I got out there an hour and a half late. Was setting up at the truck and looked out in the field, and there was a big old Tom out there strutting around. So I tried to sneak down there where I was close to him and um, never did uh, get him to come in. He went back in the timber, and that was about the end, you know, last time I saw him. Um, and then sat there for a few hours, had some jakes come up, but they, they wouldn't make it around the brush where I could get a shot at them. And I wanted to make sure I got it on film. So I hung out there till probably, I'd say probably 10 o'clock or something like that. And then, uh, called it a day. And next morning I went out and, um, got up on time, drove out there. And on the way out there, I kind of realized that it was after March 31st. Um, which means in Illinois, your hunting license is expired. 
So oh God. <laughs> oh my God. So so while I'm driving out there, I got my phone at like four fifteen or four twenty in the morning and I'm on IDNR's website, uh putting in my credit card information so I could download a, a hunting license. And so got all that done. So then I then I was good to go. Um so I got out there nice and early and I set up out in this field next to my dad's timber and that's usually where we see birds like every time i've turkey hunted which has only been i don't know maybe six times or something like that um we usually see birds out there so i just went out we had permission from the farmer to go out there and and turkey hunt out there so i went and set up right on this open field and was down where that tom was the day before and got all set up nice and early almost had all my camera gear set up and then all of a sudden i hear something coming through the field and i end up um end up looking over or i don't know i got done and and opened up my blind window just to see if i could see anything and here was two guys walking up to my blind where i was almost set up and they asked me uh who i was and if i was supposed to be hunting there and whatever else and kind of kind of got a little little uh i guess disgruntled with me at the fact that i was out there and here come to find out they were going to be hunting the tree line where they had access and were going to be really close to where I was. Um, so he, you know, he got a little short with me and said that he wasn't going to be happy if I, you know, if he knew that I was out there and wasn't supposed to be, but we had permission. Um, so anyway, so I got all set up. They went way North of me and, um, had some turkeys goblin way off in the distance out in the timber and never saw any toms and was just sitting there and didn't have a whole lot of, uh, um commotion going on didn't hear a whole lot of turkeys and i was just kind of watching out in the field and here i looked to the north and uh i ended up having four i guess they were all jakes at first i thought they were they were hens but i guess they were all jakes and and they came across to the north of me probably i don't know 80 or 100 yards north and then i did a little call into them and i had some decoys set up in front of me and ended up getting two of them to come down in front of me and they were probably uh i don't know maybe 25 feet or 30 feet out in front of me maybe they were pretty close um and and finally they they separated because those two jakes they came in and they're walking right behind my decoys the whole time and and they weren't doing anything they weren't making any noise really um and i was just waiting for one of them to separate from the other so i could get a shot at one of them and finally they did and i and i shot and wounded the one ended up having to shoot it again um but it was it was it was awesome because i i finally got a turkey um my first one um but it was nice you know it was there there wasn't a whole lot of vocalization going on there so i didn't get to experience all of the a big strutting tom coming in or anything like that but it was still awesome because it was the first time i ever killed a turkey so maybe next time i go i'll get to deal with some toms that are you know coming in all all puffed up and you know ready to put on a show uh let me yeah, ask you a question awesome. in uh in illinois can you hunt all day or you got to be out of the woods by a certain time you got to be out by one okay same as missouri okay. yeah yep excellent well very cool uh coming in late to the podcast is uh ronnie belfield can you hear me ronnie all right man i'm sorry we started without you i hear you but anyway uh clayton was just telling us about his bird that he dropped in illinois um and then uh, we're going to go – how many birds did – so was, you just had the one tag, right, Clayton? Yeah, I just had the one tag, and, and that was my 
that was the third day of the season. Second day I, I hunted and I was just looking to kill something with a beard and got that done. So I was, I was happy and went home and cleaned it and fried it up the next day and it was good. So good eating, uh, huh? Perfect. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Hey, Clayton, how many years Very- did it take you to get, to get one, man? I know you've been after him for a little yeah. while. Uh, I had a, a time hop or whatever memory show up on my Facebook the other day. And I think it was like six years ago or something or seven years ago when I had been turkey hunting. And I don't remember when the first time I went, but I, I didn't really go a whole lot because my wife's always been in public accounting. So turkey season is her busy season. So I would never really <laughs> yeah. get to go much. Um, so I didn't worry about it a whole lot, but now she's into um, more of like corporate tax stuff. So it's not, it's still busy, but not as busy. And then the whole quarantine thing, I'm just You still there? I think you cut out. Oh, there he is. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we lost you there for a minute. Right after you said the quarantine thing, we lost you. Yeah, when when the quarantine thing was going on here, it's not like the kids were going to school. So um, I didn't have to wake up and take the kids to school or anything. So I could just leave right away in the morning. Yeah, I'm with you. We, uh, I think there were more guys hunting this year because they didn't have anything to do. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. Well, cool, Clayton. Uh, good story. Good, congratulations on your first bird. Thank you. Uh, Zach, how many birds did you kill this year? Uh, killed two. Uh, filmed the third one with my daughter. Uh, got my daughter her first one. That's that's definitely the highlight of my season. I could have completely happy not pulling the trigger at all after witnessing that so it was amazing it's awesome yeah i think we talked about that one before in the podcast yeah um you kill one in uh, correct me if i'm wrong one in iowa and one in missouri yep that's correct um the first uh like after Alyssa's turkey that during the missouri youth season um you know we're on a particular farm and had three gobblers come in and finally was able to get one separated and she was able to kill it. And it was, you know, we were just over the moon. Um, my dad actually killed one at that same farm um, opening day of Missouri's season. And I hunted our farm. And what I basically got to witness was our neighbor shooting a turkey uh, right across the river. Like, I mean, within a couple hundred yards of me, but perfectly, you know, perfectly okay where he was. He was on his side of the property and I was on mine and it just didn't work out for me that day. So, a couple days later, I actually went ahead and trekked to Iowa because Iowa's um, third season I had bought a tag for when Kansas and, and Indiana were going to get canceled because of the pandemic. I was mm-hmm. able to, you know, go to make a run up to Iowa and hunt this area only about 80 or 90 miles from our farm in Missouri. So it worked out, you know, good. I could make a single trip up there and not have to really interact with anybody. And as it turned out, I went up there got up there on uh, Tuesday night, the season opened Wednesday morning. Um, buddy that allowed me to come and hunt some land that he had up there, you know, took me around and showed me basic area on top of this ridge and said, you might want to just go start here. You know, like they had heard quite a few birds up in there, you know, days before. And I got up in there at five forty-five in the morning, about five fifty-five. a bird ended up gobbling right below me on the ridge about, I don't know, maybe a hundred yards or less. <laughs> and I was standing on a logging road and I actually went away from this bird because I felt like I was too close. Like, I mean, I, I just stopped to listen for a while and started to get daylight. And like I said, this bird gobbles just below me on the ridge and take a few steps back and I'm 
you know, at this time of year, this is the 22nd, I believe, of April. It had been so cold. They had gotten snow a couple of days before. There wasn't a shred of greenery in the woods in South Central Iowa, not one. And no cover. I mean, just looked like February timber. And I'm looking around in the dark for a place to sit. And I'm like, there's literally nowhere I can sit that I'm not just out in the open. Um, I just, I decided to sit, you know, in in a little bit of a tangle of some trees and, um, you know, got there and this bird's on fire at this point already. I mean, I haven't made a call or anything, but he's gobbled now seven, eight, nine times and ended up making one little tree yelp, which he hammered at. I cut at him when I got enough camera light thinking that if he pitched down, I might still be able to shoot him on video. And he, he cut me off and double gobbled at that cut. And it wasn't 30 seconds later, he was on the ground about 80 yards in front of me, uh, gobbling, strutting. I can hear him drumming. He's coming up the ridge and he gets on that logging road. And I'm like, this is perfect. He's going to walk left and right up that logging road. At some point he'll turn around and I'll be able to draw on him. Well, I've got the gun up. He walks behind the one little patch of brush that I've got. And of course he moves to my right. Well, my, if you've ever filmed, your camera's always got to be on your right if you're right-handed because you've got to be able to manipulate the camera. So I've got the camera on my right. I'm facing left and the bird goes right and further right and further right. He's inside 15 yards, gobbled seven times on camera and I can't move to shoot him. Um, oh, shit. There's absolutely no way that I'd have been able to kill him. So I just waited and waited and waited. And he finally knew something was wrong. I mean, again, I'm in the wide open timber with a camera and a tripod and just me didn't have any cover or blind or anything. And he finally knows the jig is up and he starts to walk away, gives one little putt. And I said, you know what, now or never. And I'd already decided I was probably going to have to shoot him left-handed if I could. So I switched from right-handed to left-handed as he turned to walk away. And he gave me one little opening on the way out and closed the, closed the right eye instead of the left eye and got on the sights and pulled the trigger and he didn't flop. And I'm thinking, Oh no, did I miss? But when I stood up, I could see him laying there and it just, the pattern hit him right in the back of the head and he didn't flop a bit. (laughs) So it was was very, very fortunate. It was a really cool hunt, but it was 10 after six the first day after my trip to Iowa. So I get in at eight 30, nine o'clock the night before, right as it's getting dark enough time to see the sunset. And like I said, have my buddy tell me a little bit about the property. And then my hunt lasted all of 30 minutes the next morning. (laughs) 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 Nothing to complain about. It was, it was, that works. Yeah. In Iowa, they have a time frame you have to be out or can you hunt all day in Iowa? You're allowed to hunt all day um, in Iowa. So you've got what what they do have that's, you've got multiple seasons. And so you got to buy tags for whatever season. When I bought my tag, like I said, it was kind of last minute. There was only six or seven tags left for the whole season. Uh, oh, really? So I bought one of the last ones that was there, and it's it was an excess tag, which, you know, it's just a leftover over-the-counter tag because normally you would need to be in a drawing. And so I was just fortunate to even have that opportunity. But um, that was the first Wednesday of Missouri's season. So then I went home and um, you know, actually hung out at my house for a little while and spent some time with the family continued to hunt Missouri and, you know, honestly struggled. I mean, we, I wasn't able to do much uh, good. Hang. <laughs> we got a dog getting fed over here. Hold on a second. <laughs> this, is, this is awesome. Hey, Connor, 
<clears throat> I know we can't have that, bud. I'm on the phone. That's all right. Part of it. We got yeah, we got a little dog that goes crazy when you start filling up a food bowl. So, oh my goodness! Sorry, y'all. You're gonna have to listen to that for a minute. Um, But, oh, did you? Yeah, I hunted. I hunted Iowa three years ago. Yeah, and uh, I put in for a draw for mine. I got I got drawn hot, but. uh, I was second season, I believe, is when I was up there. And it's it's weird to hunt all day because, I mean, I've hunted Missouri my whole life, so it was weird to be able to hunt them in the evening up there. But um, I killed one up there the last oh, day I go. was there, and uh, I yeah, reaped them. was the first Nathan, bird you know I ever the fan. So, yes, as cool. a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> At the, well, and uh, to what uh, Ronnie was just saying, I, I reaped mine in uh, Indiana. That's the first time I've ever hunted out of state. And uh, they, you can hunt all all day up there as well. And the first evening up there, I was I, I was like, okay, I asked the guys once we come back from lunch, I'm like, okay, what do, you, what do you guys do here in the evening? I said, I've never hunted a bird in the evening. So uh, what's the game plan here? <laughs> well, hold on just a second. We're going to come back to you on that one. Uh, Zach, you did get one killed in Missouri, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Um, what I was saying before the dog decided to bark was uh, it was difficult that whole first week. Like, just couldn't get anything to go right. The The first day of the season, right after my dad killed his, I had gotten on some birds in that same area, but they just wouldn't come. You know, I mean, it was like 1130 and uh, they were still gobbling. In fact, they gobbled all the way to one o'clock, but they just they would not come in. So I had to leave them because Missouri has the one o'clock closure. Went to Iowa, came back, continued to hunt and it was just for one reason or another, things weren't working out, you know, either not hearing the birds or the birds I were hearing were going the other way. And then the next Tuesday, um, I was actually able to get on, uh, you know, get on a hunt where I actually had some birds gobble in the morning from, you know, that were far away. I had set up a blind. Uh, well, I guess I should say it this way. We had a blind originally set up on that farm and a couple days prior, I had a bird that stayed out in the field. There's a big waterway on the, in this field, like a huge ditch. And the birds just, for whatever reason, twice I'd seen them stay on the other side of that waterway. And they worked to the top end of this field. They just wouldn't come down to the bottom where I was at. So I actually had the idea, much like what Clayton was talking about, um, we talked all the time with the break guys about just popping a blind up in the middle of the field. Turkeys don't care. It doesn't bother them one bit. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to go to the top of that waterway and pop a blind up, and I think it's going to work. I'm going to go up there and kill a bird because that's naturally where they want to be. And I had one day when I was up there and didn't see a thing, didn't hear a thing, um, you know, nothing working out. So I left the blind there, went back to it that morning, and about, I don't know, 7.15, after hearing some birds gobble on the roost far away, this bird started to gobble out in front of me. Well, I think he's off the property. He's across the river in this other bottom field that at one point or another, my dad and I have had permission to hunt. So I'm thinking about moving on the bird um, because I actually text the landowner in the middle of that. And he informed me that nobody was hunting and that I could go over there if I want to, but then he starts moving down the river and I'm thinking the further he gets away, the more, you know, the more likely it is. And I'm not going to be able to catch up on him. And you know how sometimes you just decide you want to look around. So I look behind me and, the blind i'm facing with the sun at my back 
I look directly at the east with the rising sun. It's 730. And about 350 yards out in this big field behind me, all the way down by that other blind that I left, is a gobbler. And he's strutting <laughs> out in that field. Now, he's not within shooting range of that blind, but he's he's out there where I saw the bird the other day that ended up staying on the other side of that waterway. I got my pot call out and as a that HS crystal, and I cut at him one time uh, as hard as I could and as loud as I could. And... He immediately dropped strut and started coming my way. And I'd say within two or three minutes, he had covered that entire 300-something yards all the way to the top of that. And when he broke about 70, 80 yards, he sprinted, ran as hard as he could right into the Jake and Hen decoy setup that I had and just beat the living crap out of the Jake decoy. Was standing there over it, strutting around it, and I gave him one call and backflipped him. (laughs) So nice. he was 20 yards and I mean, literally just flipped him over backwards. So that was, that was about as much fun as you could have without having a bird really gobble at you in your face. I mean, got to see everything that was there. I'm still not sure if that was really the same bird that I heard gobbling or if it was mm-hmm. a different bird. Um, so, but you know, it doesn't matter. So yeah, that was my, that was my Missouri bird. And you know, that ends up rounding out my season, man. We hunted, really hard from that point on my dad and I both hunted several properties and just did not hear the birds um, had a neighbor shoot a whole bunch of turkeys right near our farm which didn't help me but I hunted three other farms and we just never could hear anything never could hear any significant hmm. number of birds gobble wonder why I don't know they were just really quiet this year did you guys feel that too Ronnie and Nathan Clayton I, I actually heard birds gobble a lot where we were at. There's there were more birds on the farm this year than than I've ever seen or heard. Um, I mean, I, I bet I've probably seen. I know for sure I've seen at least ten different longbeards, and the reason why I know there were different is because we would move nice from you know from spot to spot, and it's just we've seen birds in multiple spots. And uh, just in the mornings, gobbling and stuff on the roost, you could hear it, at least that amount, which who knows how many were quiet. Right. and Or if there were two together, only one was gobbling at a time. You know, I don't know. But um, we were really lucky this year with the amount of birds that was on the farm. Uh, Understand. Yeah, so, I mean, it's different. So I can't really you know, say all the time. I, it was I never could explain. We, we heard a lot. Days of we did hear gobbling, they'd be off the property. And a lot of days we just didn't hear a thing. And you always want to say oh well, i know there's birds out there but it's tough when you go three four five i hunted one farm six mornings places that i know there's birds and i never heard one nothing saw hmm. a couple of jakes well, heard a jake <clears throat> you know gobbled this year this year was weird for us just because it's it seemed like we heard birds huh. and we seen birds but for some reason they grouped up it was it was really weird because all youth season uh, my boy killed one opening day of youth season and they were super responsive. You know, we called in four birds that morning and it seemed like after that, the birds would gobble. You could find them. They gobble at you, but they just, they all went together. So, I mean, every time we'd seen them, we would see a flock of, of toms and hens, which was weird to me. You know, you would think 
that they would either split off at, eventually or the Toms would stop hanging out together. Yeah. But the whole season was well, – What did you think? It was, actually it was a little early. Uh, it was a little hit and miss, actually, in both in both states that I hunted. Um, it really was kind of dependent on uh, where you were. Uh, but I know Todd can't relate to this too much because I think he was tagged out in the first 45 minutes of opening day. But uh, I uh, – <laughs> weren't you, Todd? Yeah, I didn't waste much time. <laughs> well, I I know this, and and that farm. Well, the farms that we hunt, we I jumped all over all three of those. But back there, where you were, um, where you were at in those ridges, there were birds hitting, and it seemed like they were spread out. I, I mean, you would hear four, five, six different birds, and I mean, they would just be almost seemed like they were in 360 degrees around you to where you just didn't know which direction to go. Um, but well, I know some that mornings, there was nothing. That opening morning, uh, because Nathan and I hunt the same farm, and then he hunts a farm that sits in the river bottom just below me, uh, I had, I don't know, I and it was a quiet morning that opening morning, but I know I had at least six birds, six sound like, you know, with a deep bell or, you know, we're not talking Jake's that were within a couple hundred yards of me. Wow. And, um, but, and, and Nathan knows this, this spot I hunt on that farm. It generally, if I just sit and wait, they'll come through. And, and I believe Nathan, you can elaborate. I believe the same thing happened to you, the same spot, right? Yeah. On, on my Missouri bird, it did. It was opening morning when Todd was talking about that. He's, he's texting me. It, where are you at there's i got gobblers all around me and i'm in the bottom on this bottom farm with my with my little cousin trying to get him his first bird and i mean literally i am grabbing my phone going off and i'm calling and we got two gobblers and four hens coming into us as he is <laughs> as he is texting me where are you at i got gobblers <laughs> all over me that's awesome well i was thinking if they weren't in the bottom, I knew if he could get to the if he get to the farm I was on, we could get him because they were all over. <laughs> well, and I mean it was funny. We went down to what we call Todd knows the river crossing, and wait, man, we did some calling, didn't hear anything, and then all of a sudden we heard a bird way off, um, and he was through that little um, uh, through that little path that goes right around by the river, and in that what we call the strip field in the other bottom and mm -hmm. he uh so we heard him and i'm like i looked at my cousin and said well let's go i'm like we uh, that, that's a long way so let's cut the distance and we got over there and i mean we know more than got set up and these birds started hollering at us i gave back a couple you know a couple yelps and some purrs and then I got a hen to start calling back to me and started, she started cutting and, and yelping. And so I just started emulating her back and forth. She, she cut and yelped at me the whole entire time and walked them times straight into us. And I was taking pictures of my cousin who's 15 with it. And he's hunted for quite a few years, but with his first bird, I took it on my phone at 701. We were taking pictures of him with his bird fantastic it's a neat one it, it, it was one. cool it, it really was and it, it that that bottom i mean the sun was just coming up there was it was cool that morning so yeah, we could see the turkey's breath i got it on film it, it you could see the turkey's breath in the film um or in the footage 
just just coming off that river bottom that cold morning. It was neat. That's really cool. That's yeah, cool. I don't think I've ever seen that. You yeah, uh, well, the, there was there, there was actually a second one with him, and after he busted the one, and of course he I wasn't going to stop him, but he shot the one right behind the tree. I had a tree blocking me, but boy, this other one come out and. I, I didn't even bring my gun because I was more concerned with getting him his first bird. And he, uh, and I mean, that other one just popped straight out, just turned around, just looking in every direction, wondering what in the heck just happened. I mean, we could have doubled easier. I mean, these birds were 25 yards from us. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could see this, you know, he's putting and trying to figure out what's going on. And you could just see his breath coming out of his nose and his mouth. It, it was, it was neat. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. Taking the kids gun. You guys could have doubled. <laughs> well, we weren't sitting that close or I would have. We there was about there was about 7 or 8 yards between us, so here's what I know from hunting out there my entire life. <laughs> that river bottom is always about 30 degrees colder than it is up on that hill. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, it was cool that morning. Well, we had we had some cold weather this year in turkey season, didn't we guys? It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, it sure did. Nathan, you uh, after that you hunted Missouri the rest of the week, and I don't think you had much luck. But then you headed uh, east to Indiana, didn't you? Yes, I. Well, um, after that, I uh, I hunted the rest of the week and actually probably made every wrong move a, a uh, amateur turkey hunter probably could have had more opportunities than I know what to do with, and screwed it up in about every way I could possibly think of. <laughs> um, <laughs> I should have been tagged out <laughs> probably two days after uh, opening day, but uh, again, managed to, uh, to, to royally mess it up. But uh, yeah, then I took off uh, that following Tuesday, the following week to Indiana um, on a group hunt, a bunch of guys I'm in a, in a hunting group with. We went up there and uh, hunted Indiana and boy, I tell you what, it was, it was four days and, or four nights and three days we had to hunt. And the first two days I had miserable luck. These guys are coming back to camp. I mean, killing big birds, one inch and a half spurs, 11 and a quarter beard, uh, 23 pounds. I mean, you know, there's another one, both had inch and a quarter. I mean, these are, these guys are killing big birds. Everybody talking about they're hearing all kinds of gobbling. The first two days I heard one bird gobble, one time and only laid my eyes on one gobbler in the whole first two days and we're hunting all day i mean from daylight to dark coming back getting a bite so i'm more than frustrated especially after the week i had in missouri and yeah i'm like oh my gosh and the guys could see it well there was probably about four different guys um hunting in the back of this place that were um that we're all getting to hunt and they've, you know, this is coming from the area that they're talking about hearing all this gobbling, seeing birds, seeing strutting, seeing hens talking and responding to calls. And they're like, but there was just one bird. All of them had chased after at one point in time in the first couple of days. And they actually nicknamed this bird Moby Dick because of, of the size of this bird. And they're like, you know what? We're tired of chasing him. We're tired of chasing him around these woods and these fields. We can't get close enough to him. Why don't you go back and try? You haven't seen nothing, so you'll most likely see him. So 
we go back and right off the bat, uh, that third morning where we got birds, you know, we hear goblin, there's a strutter out with two hens, uh, you know, probably 75 yards from us on the other side of the field. Uh, we do some, you know, some purrs and some clucks and some yelps, have a couple decoys out, but he's just not interested. He's got his two hens, so he, they're just he's just following them two along the other wood line that we're across from and uh, couldn't get him to respond. And so I'm so we let that one go. Um, so we decide to try to cut around him and get in front of where they're going because we know where they're going. Uh, these birds are kind of working back and forth between two fields. There's a four-wheeler trail um, that kind of cut through to two different fields. So we try to cut around them, get in front of them. Didn't have any luck with that. They didn't pop out in that other field. We worked back around. So we set back up in the same spot we were in that morning, uh, first thing that morning. And uh, we weren't sitting for 10 minutes. And he uh, – and the, the guy I'm sitting there with, he's he's like, he's like long beard right there. He's like he's straight across from us, and he's just got his head up looking and looking at our decoys. I'm like, okay, well we might be in the game. He messes around over there on that other side, pokes his head up, and then goes back in the woods. And he comes back out, pokes his head out, goes back in the woods. I'm like, what is? The, I mean, not responding to any calls, not gobbling. Well, we finally get him to let out one gobble. And I looked over at my buddy. I said, "And we we've got a uh, a uh, a reaper, a strutter sitting right there next to us." I said, "You know what? I'm running out of time here. It's time to make something happen." And so <laughs> I we we let out. You know, he he's letting out some yelps and some purrs, and I go out there in front of me. Well, I let out a. Uh, I'm like, the heck with it. I so I gobbled at him. Well, he responded back immediately as soon as I hit this, but he kind of walked over the crest of this little hill. So I pushed out there a little bit further. Well, I got out to the crest of this hill, got down to him and he gobbled probably four or five times. Well, he looked up and saw that strutter getting closer to him. And I guess he had got his butt kicked at some point in time that uh, <laughs> during this season, because he tucked tail and ran <laughs> the other direction. <laughs> He decided he didn't want any part of it. So, I mean, at this point in time, I'm I'm more than aggravated. Get back, set back up in our spot. And, I mean, it's no more than two minutes. And look back over to my left, and I'm like, oh, man, Tom, big Tom, big bird. Look back, and I'm like, and he's 250, 300 yards away. I'm like, oh, my goodness. So, he comes out just pecking around the field, no hens with him, no nothing. We're throwing calls at him, you know, everything we got. He'd poke his head up, not have any interest. Poke his head up, not have any interest. And, I mean, I'm just, oh, I'm like, I don't know what to do here. I'm like, should we try to work around, get in front of him? As This buddy I'm with, his name's Ryan, he, he says, you know what, the hell with this. He grabs that strutter and goes out on his knees out right on this wood line to this field, and he starts gobbling at this bird and smacking and shaking the snot out of that strutter. And, I mean, just gobbling like crazy. This bird is not having any part of it. He pulled his head up, keep on doing what he was doing. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, man, what? I, I don't 
I don't see how this is going to work because, I mean, he's out there, I mean, basically shaking this strutter like a madman. And I'm like, <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. I'm like, there ain't no way in hell this you is going to video work. of that? Uh, well, my, well, I had my video camera going, but he, what we ended up having to do, we had to leave it there because he's out there hollering at him. Well, the bird starts walking away, but you can – or walking, you know – like parallel with us but you can actually see that he's kind of quartering to us a little bit so i ease up the wood line that we're in closer to this bird we cut across that wood line and basically to try to cut this this time off and we poke out of the other side of this so i mean we're giving this bird everything in the book He's my buddy's goblin. I'm hitting him with cuts, yelps, purrs. I mean, anything and everything I got, we are just throwing everything <laughs> at this bird. Well, when we poke out the other side of that wood line, we're slowly, you know, working towards him. He's kneeled down, knelt down behind the strutter. And by this time, I had laid down in the weeds beside him and just are sitting there, you know, making calls to him, trying to get him to commit. Well, you can see his angle has changed a little bit. He's quartering to us a little bit more, but still kind of, you know, just not coming directly at us. So we just continue out. We start going out in this field. I'm crawling on my belly. He's kneeling behind this strutter. He's gobbling. I'm throwing yelps and cuts and, like I said, everything I got at this thing with a mouth called in and so we are belly crawling through mud puddles. I, he's on his knees, and every, he, he turns back to me. He's like, we're going to get wet. I said, I don't care. Let's. I said, we got to make something happen. So we go out about another 15 yards, and you can see all of a sudden this bird, I mean, boy, that head comes straight up, and he turns to us and looks at us like, really? And, I mean, sitting there, you can see that the of this bird's head change at this time he's about 100 yards from us and i mean he just immediately changed and all of a sudden he went into he flashed that thing and he went into quarter strut and i'm like okay well we might be in business here he's starting to get he's starting to get mad we're starting to get on his nerves a little bit here and so we put out another little bit again still gobbling we are calling this whole entire time we get out another 10 or 15 yards. He has hit full strut twice by this time. He let out one gobble. We gobble right back at him, move out another 10 yards. And I mean, this bird squares off with us completely. And I mean, goes full fledged sprint right to us. I mean, right at us. He cuts about 30 or 40 yards in a dead sprint, goes into a fan again, and then starts, you know, kind of zigzagging towards us. He, this bird gets to about 50 or 55 yards. And uh, actually, we, we stepped it off. It was 55 steps from where we stopped. And all of a sudden, he just come completely out of strut, and he just tucked that he tucked that wing back in and let out a putt. And I'm like, Oh no. And Ryan's like, you're going to have to kill him. And <laughs> this is where I'm going to drop this fact before we get to the end of this. I went up there and actually have hunted the whole season in Missouri and up there in Indiana with my grandpa's 
turkey gun. And I will tell you, my grandpa is an absolute turkey assassin. That dude has killed a lot of turkeys, but it's an old Beretta automatic. It is only two and three quarters. And to say a 55-yard shot is a little bit of a stretch with that gun is putting it mildly. But it was the only one I had, so I let it go. And this bird dropped like a ton of bricks. Awesome. <laughs> I have ne- I could not believe it. I, I mean, he didn't flop. He didn't do anything. This bird dropped straight where he stood. And me and Ryan ran out to that and looked at each other and just started jumping up and down, running to this bird because we could not believe what the heck had just happened. That's I, that's a good one. I would have been my entire paycheck. <laughs> what he went out there and started doing originally, I'm like, what in the – I mean, I would have bet you my whole paycheck that wasn't going to work. And, I mean, <laughs> would have never tried that in my entire life. But, I mean, I bet you we gobbled at that bird 60 times before <laughs> he got aggravated enough and said, okay, I've had enough of your crap and decided to come in to kick our butts. Um, but I, I mean, just again, the shot with grandpa's gun. And I, I mean, I, I just, then emotions, everything hit me. And I, I mean, I just, I don't know. I it was, it was a lot to take in at one point in time because my grandpa was a very important man to me and, uh, brought me into, he was a, everything. Uh, he's been gone about, he's been gone about four years. Eddie Nathan five. Yeah. Five. Mm-hmm. Well, Yeah. I grew up around him too, and he was a turkey killing machine. Um, So to kill it with that gun, and then then you came back to Missouri and shot another one with it, didn't you? I did. Uh, As a matter of fact, I uh, we got uh, those. uh, I actually I went back to uh, went back to your spot, and for some reason, it seems like there 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 was a bird that kind of getting underneath my skin about nine or ten o'clock. He was gobbling every day between nine and 10 o'clock on the ridge to your left from the ridge you're sitting on. Mm -hmm. And I could not get that bird to come over there and commit, do anything. So I just went back there midday. We hunted in the bottom in the morning and I'm like, I'm going to go up here and kill this bird. That thing is going to die today. I don't care what I have to do. And so all of a sudden, I think it's, I think it's getting to be about, you know, right about 10 o'clock. And all of a sudden I hear a gobble on, on that ridge. And I'm like, okay, sucker game on, here we go. So I, I sit there and I give, you know, a couple purrs, little clucks and a couple soft yelps, you know, cause it's getting fairly late in the season. And, uh, and I mean, I'm not kidding you. I know more than put that pot call back down in my turkey vest. And I look up and I see a white head coming through the timber on the other side of the food plot there. And I'm like, holy cow. That's, I mean, there ain't no way. The one I heard was, you know, 250 yards off. I mean, I had a, I had that strutter that I bought out there and two hens set up. And I mean, right before he hit the wood line, he, he gave a little quarter strut 
And as soon as he broke that wood line, that bird went into full strut and never broke it. Um, he was spitting and drumming, and his head was so white, it just wasn't even funny. And that bird zigzagged all the way, strutting, spitting, and drumming all the way into those decoys. And I shot him at probably, I don't know, I'd say right at 30 yards. And I mean, just barrel rolling. He would, he never, he wouldn't come out of strut. He turned, he turned to my left and then come straight on, turn to my left and then come straight on. And I'm like, sucker, I'm not giving you too many more opportunities to see me. So, I mean, he faced me up that last time. And I mean, I barrel rolled him backwards. <laughs> I mean, I shot him right square in the face and he just tumbled backwards. Well, that's the, uh, for anybody that follows the Facebook page, I put both, both of Nathan's turkeys up so you can see them. And they were both good birds, real good birds. So congratulations on that. If nothing else, sitting back there, at least you're comfortable, right? Uh, you, you know what? You do have uh, a Marriott suite back there, and I, I do definitely appreciate the snacks and, and everything. You leave back there. Those <laughs> See, are nice. Mid-morning. I told him I said, yeah, it's on a trailer. It's a shanty. It's got a heater, and it's got snacks, and it's got water. And I even told him. I said, there's a five-gallon bucket in there should you need it, but I, I will need a new bucket when you're done. That's right. Do not, do not leave me any presents. <laughs> no. You should have so, left my present in the bucket. Well, good stories, Nathan. Uh, good trip and, and cool that you got to kill that, that bird, those two birds with Pate's uh, shotgun, Pate being your grandpa. I've, I've, never, I've never been a huge turkey hunter for one reason or the other. I mean, a lot of it's been because my work is extremely busy in the springtime, but that's kind of calmed down with the promotions that I've gotten um, at the place. But after this spring, I, I can say I'm, a, I'm officially, no pun intended, I'm hooked. Uh, <laughs> this was an absolute blast, and I loved every minute of it. And it, it didn't help that them guys that I was up in Indiana with, they are just some absolute fanatics. They are crazy, crazy about turkey hunting, and it's and it's hard not to rub off on you a little yeah. bit. That's hey, Nathan, that's awesome, cool, what, uh, very cool. I know every like everybody's got their own opinion on what shell and choke and that kind of thing to use, and just what kind of shell do you shoot in Grandpa's gun? Um, let's see. I use what's I'm trying to figure. I know it's six shot, uh, the extended range, uh, the, uh, Remington's I believe is what it's what he always shot. And I, I, I went, I just went out because it was his gun and I had some ammo left over from when he had passed and some boxes in here. So I just went out and bought the same exact thing that he had. And this is an old Beretta automatic and it does not have a choke tube in it there is this is a straight bore barrel and i mean i told Todd, i called him and i'm like i'm like hey man i'm like am i crazy with this i'm like because i was like i know grandpa's killed a lot of turkeys but i shot it at 30 yards and i said man i may have 10 maybe 15 pellets you know in a, in a turkey's head at 30 yards i'm like you know, I know it only takes one, but these guns I see some of these guys shooting nowadays, I mean, they would have, you know, decapitated a bird at 30 yeah. yards. 
Well, and I mean, the, the thing of it is, though, but, is, well, it did the trick. On a, at least in my humble opinion, you hit on a, a really good theme, though. You knew what that gun did. Your grandpa knew what that gun did and had found a, you know, load combination that worked. So go for it. You know, and I mean, that the, the biggest thing I think is guys try to, you know, read the Internet and hear, you know, what might work or what, you know, what somebody else uses. But every single gun's different. You know, your gun, your choke. And your yeah. you know, preference of different kinds of uh, shells, I mean, it all makes a difference. You just got to go try them and you know know what's there. Like you said, it only takes one. Well, learn, learn nice your gun. What you've got. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I want to. Sure, I well, I appreciate it. I, I, I just want to say this real quick, and I'm gonna leave it alone because this this spring was emotional and very very important to me. But I uh, I called Brian the other day and I asked him, I am going to have. Um, like I said, they nicknamed this that bird Moby Dick, and I'm gonna have I'm gonna do a full strut mount Sweet. on that bird because uh, he's a cool bird. He's got some real blonde tips um, all the way across his fan, and he's a big bird, inch and nine sixteenths spurs. Uh, he, he's a really big bird. That's and, a big one. And I am uh, I'm gonna have a full strut mount done of him, and uh, Grandpa's gun is going to be retired right behind old Moby here in the basement. There you go. And, uh, I'm going to be uh, – I'm put uh, back into service, one of mine, but uh, Grandpa's guns – Grandpa's turkey gun has officially killed its uh, Nate, its last turkey. Uh, Nathan, this, you got to take him to Weaver? I, yeah, yeah, that's who I, – I called Brian the other day because my taxidermist who does my uh, who does my deers for me, he said, yeah, he said, I don't – I don't mess with full strun. He said, I'll do your fan or whatever, but I'm not doing. Um, but yeah, he gave me Weaver's number. So I'm, uh, I'm supposed to take it out there here sometime yeah, he, uh, next week. Yeah. That's a good one too. Yeah. You know what, Nathan, what that gun needs to kill one more bird. And that's what Jackson, your son. Well, it, it, I might pull it out of retirement for that one, yeah. but uh, there you that's go. Awesome, but, yeah, you can't I'm, that, uh, you know, having a, Having a family story like that is wonderful. So, love hearing it. You know, the story behind the bird up there with all them guys and several guys trying to kill it and Grandpa's gun getting it done at, you know, 50-plus yards. I, I just uh, I, I just see it as yep. fitting. So That's cool. Very cool. Well, uh, we put you off long enough, Ronnie. You, we have talked to you about the first deer – or the first turkey you killed this year, but – Give me a quick rundown uh, well, on what like happened I on said, the last one. I actually chased those birds because um, they would just group up, and there's one big bottom field that these uh, they just they would strut from one to the other, just following hens. So finally, I said, I told my dad, I said, the only way we're going to be able to get on these birds because there's a you know there's cows. I mean, it's a working farm, so I would literally have to try to cross, you know, a dozen barbed wire fences with a strutter fan on the ground and not get busted. So we all know how easy that of a task that would be. Um, so I told my dad, I said, well, we're just going to get over there early and hope we sit up close to him. That's the only thing we can do. And, uh, we got in there early and we set up as close as you possibly could to them. Cause he was in the tree right above me. Um, which was pretty cool. You know, we were sitting there waiting for it to, to get light and the whippoorwill started. And then he cracked off and was literally in the tree that I was leaning against. Um, so I just, just looked up and he was there. I thought, oh boy. So I guess we're going to see how this is going to go. Well, then they all started gobbling like crazy. And I mean, we were literally in the middle 
we did exactly what we wanted to do. And, um, so, I mean, it was, it was a quick hunt for me that morning. My dad was there with me and, uh, we had two more after I, cause I mean, as soon as, as soon as he hit the ground, I, I killed him. Um, and then, uh, I mean, it was, he, he barely had a, a foot in the grass and I, I had already squeezed one off. And, uh, so I went and grabbed him and it, I don't know if you've seen those pictures that I posted on Facebook after I killed that bird. Um, but my dad was taking pictures of me holding it up and you could see the look on my face. Cause I was standing there as he was taking pictures and one gobbles right behind me. And so I told my dad, I said, enough with the pictures. I said, we got to try to kill these birds. So I just threw my bird down and we sat back down and, uh, we seen them. And like I said, they, they followed hands. I mean, I had just shot a bird, which there's been multiple times where I've shot and then called immediately and had a bird still gobble and come in. Cause I mean, they don't know, you know what I mean? They just, they just heard a sound, you know, they don't know what a gunshot means, you know? Yeah. But, um, so after I shot that one, they all kind of shut up. That's why I went ahead and got up, him take some pictures. And then the other one cracked off and we're sitting there and, uh, they were getting closer and closer. And I know all they were doing was following hens. And about the time I look up and I see something moving in the field, and the coyote comes running in. So I told my dad, I'm like, this hunt's about to be over with right now. I said, there's a coyote in front of me. He was, he stayed too far for me to shoot. Otherwise I would have turned that turkey hunt into a coyote hunt in a hurry. But, um, yeah. I mean, I, I hate <laughs> only good coyote, dead coyote to me. So it don't matter if I'm bow hunting or gun hunting or turkey hunting. If I see a coyote, it's automatically a coyote hunt. But, um, so sure enough, oh, yeah. he ran up there and those birds gobbled two more times. And then I guess he must've really got on them. Cause then they just went silent. So dad ended up just having to watch me kill one. But, uh, the rest of the season, like I said, was tough. I mean, I went out with dad cause that was my, my second bird. I was tagged out, but I still went out and called for my dad and we could get him to gobble. Like I said, I mean, we, we've, I've never heard so much gobbling that I can ever remember. I don't think. Um, and we'd see him, but it's just, it was just weird. You know, they would vocalize one another and they'd meet in the middle and that was just it. You could, you couldn't get to him. You couldn't call him off. And with Missouri only being till one o'clock, it's, it, they just stayed with him all day long. So there was never really even a chance for him to, you know, to break off ends. Cause I'm sure a lot of guys other than myself, I mean, I've been pretty fortunate late in the day. I mean, I killed one last year at 1235. You know, just you yep. just find one. I, I walked up on him. He was out in the field strutting by himself, and I just circled him and got below him and made a handful of calls, and he come in on a string. So we've all been in that situation to where once we get one broke off, they're pretty easy to get to. But this year, just it was tough for us. I've heard that from several guys. Uh, I know BJ had yeah. to work pretty hard for the two he killed, or at least the, the second one. But, um, well, guys, that's uh, – I've kept you on here long enough and we had some good stories. Um, I really appreciate you guys being on here. That's uh, let's see between us. We've got eight birds on the ground, right? Um, so not too bad of a season. And uh, now we're going to start transitioning into deer season. And uh, I, I'm talked to you guys before, but uh, all you guys are going to help me out a little bit next year oh, during yeah. deer season. You're yeah. cool with that, I guess. I've already, I've already got beans. Absolutely. I just planted beans Thursday. Oh, did you? yeah. So we've, well, that's 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 what we're going to start doing. Uh, deer, turkey season's all but over. We're going to start we're moving forward into that. Ours but. one day, and it was just a little bit too wet, and 
didn't get it done and now we're now we're looking at maybe six or seven straight days of rain so we're gonna have to wait a while yeah that's what i yeah i kind of pushed yeah. it a little bit with ours it's coming I, i'm hoping they're in there good enough so we'll we'll find out i killed it off yesterday so gotcha. we shall see all right boys well i appreciate you being on here um sorry to kept you so long um but anyway, we'll start looking forward to deer season. We're looking at what about that's it. it what a little over four months now from Missouri. Time to start shooting the bow. And Clayton, you got to get ready, man. You got to now. You're going to kill a big so, buck this fall to go with yeah. your first turkey. Yep. Yeah. He's Clayton's got an extra 15 days to wait, except for us Missouri that's boys. Right. We get to open up a little hey, earlier. Let's all be, let's all be tagged out. <laughs> Todd, you're the only one that you're the only one that's yep. getting out there then. <laughs> you got one pattern you got to be waiting on them <laughs> hey if i if i see one then but i that's how a couple what was that two years ago you killed that one on opening day and it was 90 something degrees outside 94 degrees when me and brian got into yep. the stand he was filming for You're me crazy. It and it was awful, awful. <laughs> it was yeah, awful i've done that before too it's definitely awful <laughs> Yeah, but it worked out that say, night. That? <laughs> now, I'm not, now I have to oh. cut up a deer in record speed. It's going to spoil. Yeah, yeah. I, I just so happened I spined that deer because if I hadn't, it would have been a mess. Oh, but at any rate, all right, boys. Well, I'm going to cut this thing short. Um, I appreciate you guys being on here. Thanks a lot. Um, right. And we'll talk to you down thanks the line. Fine. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, Hey, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Kind of a turkey recap. Uh, put a bow on this one. Start looking forward to deer season. Uh, won't be long. We'll be getting trail cameras out. And if it's legal, you can start putting your mineral baits out. And, you know, looking forward to it. Um, stick with us. We've got some big guests coming up. I don't want to drop any names yet, but I'm, I'm working on some stuff. I hope you guys like the show. If you do, uh, let me know what you like, recommend a friend, uh, tell your buddies, um, leave us a review on iTunes, uh, or put, give us a review on Facebook or tell us what you'd like to hear. Um, I'm wanting to hear from you guys. Hey, I appreciate you listening. Uh, thanks for tuning in. For listening to the Bustin' Beaks and Chasin' Tales podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Bustin' Beaks and Chasin' Tales.